Also, views and opinions expressed by Edwin are Edwin and Edwin's only, all right? Not of the sponsors, employers, baby mama, anybody he went to school with, anybody he owe money to. With that being said, enjoy the video. What is going on, everyone? Edwin Pagan here. Thanks for joining me on the Word on the Road podcast, your weekly technology care package. Uh, if you're new to the channel, I appreciate you checking us out. This is a weekly podcast that I do on Monday. I do it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. All right. Uh, it's a technology care package, I call it, right? It's when we take three articles from the internet uh, that I find interesting, uh, that I find, you know, something that I might find fascinating sometimes, uh, and I share them with you. I break them down, I give you my insights, and then I send Enjoy your way more educated, more informed, uh, and more aware of the interwebs. But with that being said, man, I've had an interesting day. I have, uh, I, I did my, I completed day two of my streaming uh, challenge to myself. So I'm streaming every single day, uh, Monday through Friday, from 9:37 a.m. to 10:37. AM, right? So I do one hour stream of tech support, all right? It's where I'm asking tech questions, I'm giving my responses or suggestions to things that, uh, the things that I like, uh, but mainly it's my way of kind of like staying sharp, being aware, keeping my ear to the streets, knowing what's going on, what issues people are having with technology, uh, and then also being able to give back to my to my community of followers uh, and people who might be interested in using my services later on in the future. Um, but with that being said, man, it's weird because the chat that I have in that right now, like the chat on that stream, it's a little empty, all right? Not a lot of, lot of, not a lot of followers on there. Um, so like for like a good period of the podcast, I'm literally just like rambling about like technology stuff and trying to just give as much suggestions as possible because like a lot of the stuff that I do on that stream it's just off rip like it's like I'm literally just going in there and just whatever is on my head and you know like a lot of the reasons why I'm doing the stream is because I want to get like repetitions in uh, with streaming and just doing the whole streaming thing because like at the end of the day it's a repetition game it's like anything else you got to keep doing it in order to get better at it right um, so a lot of times like when I'm talking on there I'm just like rambling about like different technology stuff but I'm doing it for like the going forward it's something I do uh, every day um, Monday through Friday it sounds bad that I'm saying every day Monday through Friday because it's not every day then but with that being said uh, been doing that so that was interesting if you uh, you know, if you have time, go check that out. Um, I talked about you know some of my favorite apps that I like to use because you know it's crazy how I love infrastructure technology like uh, uh, Office 365. But like I'm, st I still love Google, bro. I'm heavily dependent on Google. Google is like the car note. Google is like the rent money. It's like you gotta, I gotta pay for it. You know, I pay for it and I make sure I still I have it all the time because it's like I use so much stuff from Google. It's ridiculous. Uh, so I talk about some of the stuff I like uh, from Google. Um, some of the applications that I like. Um, and a bunch of other stuff on there so go check that out um but with that being said um week is going great man like i said just uh uh been working on like uh i tell you what man i'm, I'm I, if anybody has any suggestions let me know but like i need to learn how to schedule my life you know i feel like i'm doing a terrible job of like scheduling things and so like i find myself like not sleeping as much as I should because I'm like worried about things I should have done and like so like I'm trying to schedule uh, I'm trying to find a way like to schedule my life correctly like oh I don't know like guidance on scheduling I don't know man I want to feel because like, like you ever feel like you're not using your time efficiently you know what I mean like you're like man today's been 24 hours almost and like what have I actually accomplished you know what I mean um not that I don't accomplish a lot I, I feel like I do accomplish a lot but like sometimes I feel like man you should have done that earlier you know um i.e go to the gym you know I'd be going to the gym at some weird times and it's not a good look because if you take pre-workout and drink as much coffee as I do, uh, it's really hard to go to bed because the caffeine that's running through your body. So, um, 
uh, with that being said, um, that that's what's going on in my world and Edwin's little world. I um, uh, let's see what else what I want to talk about. I um, what else is going on in my world? Um, oh yeah, well, well, no, um, no, and what else is going? On? What else is going on in my world? Uh, and that's about it, man. Everybody else is. Uh, everybody else is. Uh, is just. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. A lot of the articles I have today kind of remind me of the coronavirus, because like everything on the news right now is coronavirus related, and it's. Uh, it's like I'm slowly but surely getting like scared about it, and like. Uh, what's interesting is like I was listening to the the Joe Rogan podcast and he had like some guy from the CDC and so like when Rogan came on and when I saw it trending that Rogan was a uh, um, and if you're not familiar with Rogan Joe Rogan Joe Rogan podcast um, what was interesting was like I thought when he brought a CDC guy on he was gonna like you know dismiss or not dismiss but like uh, um, de- debunk these these scares that we have with the coronavirus and so I listened to it and I'm like. Oh no! Wait, this guy is like verifying that no, this is as serious as it is. So I'm like, man, this is weird. It's a weird time. So hopefully the articles I'm I'm reading don't scare you too much. But with uh with that being said, let's go ahead and dive into the to the articles. Uh and, and uh remember that I I will have the links to these articles in the description below if you're watching on YouTube and if you're on iTunes or some podcast, it'll be in the bio or description of the podcast. But with that being said, uh going over to the fine folks at Engadget, they have an interesting article. Um. I think this was written by some dude named. I'm sorry. That sounds. That sounds bad. Uh, by Steve Dent. This is coming from uh, Engadget. Basically, <clears throat> basically uh, Apple is rejecting uh, coronavirus apps to limit virus misinformation. Misinformation, folks. Yeah, we talked about it during the election with the Russians, and now we're talking about it during the coronavirus. So misinformation is an issue, and as someone who has a mother who uh, who doesn't read, just watches the news, um, when information isn't accurate there's a huge population of people that will uh, believe it and so what apple is doing here is they're trying to limit the applications that um, are available in the app store that have to do with the coronavirus because the reality is that there's going to be people who are going to download these apps and believe what these apps are saying and so apple is saying that unless you are like a local healthcare center or some type of government entity you can't submit apps to the app store related to the coronavirus um, they're showing some developer here who I guess he did that and Apple said, nah, fam, you, you you got rejected. And it's for good reason, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I've talked about it a couple times, um, uh, I think in a previous episode where like um, people are uh, uh, trying to take advantage of the coronavirus or they're price gouging. They're saying, you know, hand sanitizer is now 10 to $20, you know, like hand sanitizer and Hennessy are in the same price range, you know what I mean? And it's like, uh, th- that's an issue, that's price gouging. And so um, people try to prey on other people's scare or fears to sell stuff and so what apple is saying is like hey fam unless you got a a credible source of data that you're putting into this app uh, um, we can't allow these apps to be published specifically for coronavirus Um, and i like that they're saying specifically for coronavirus because there's plenty of apps that like should be able to have that ability to give people their opinions or whatever right but when we're talking about something like corona that can send false information um or 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 scare people because it's something that like people might look at this and be like like for for example if i if if i had created an app where you know 
I, I was telling people, hey, this particular area has the highest concentration of of coronavirus victims. People are going to avoid that area. But if that's not accurate information, then you can severely like impact the the economy. Like you can literally have a, a city that people don't want to visit uh, or whatever, and that city can lose money. So misinformation is an issue. It's something that they talked about, um, you know, during the election, and Facebook is actively battling. But I think like this is one of those rare cases where it's like all hands on deck because there's going to be people who will who who are going to try to sell fake fake medicine that says it's not going to um, get you infected with the virus. I mean, you name it. I wouldn't be surprised if someone creates an app that's like a database of all the infected patients in your city. It's like to catch a pedophile, but like to catch a coronavirus victim. I mean, I'm being serious. Like this is the type of stuff that people will do um, to troll and to, again, to just uh, prey on people, um, <clears throat> people's fears. So uh, with that being said, that's coming from the fine folks at Engadget.com. So next article is coming from the fine folks at Tech Explorer. And um, basically, they're talking about how Amazon is going to offer cashierless tech uh, to rival retailers. So um, I remember, if you guys don't remember the, the previous article I had where uh, um, Amazon was talking about... Um, uh, how we talked about Amazon opening up their first cashierless store. So it's an Amazon store um, where basically you um, you walk into the store, you grab what you want, and Amazon will um, basically. Uh, I'm trying to find the link here. Hold on, give me a second. Um, Amazon cashierless store. All right, cool. So. So if you guys don't remember the cashierless store, um, is it called uh, Amazon Go, right? So it was like a cashierless store where you walk in, you grab what you want, and then you just simply walk out, right? It's Amazon's way of saying, um, you know, uh, autonomy is taking over. So this is basically how uh, <clears throat> it worked. You walked in, you stand on your phone, now they're following you. You grab what you want. <laughs> And then you walk out. That's pretty gnarly. Um, and so, like, what's crazy is that, like, I thought this was exclusively to Amazon, but Amazon is now saying that they're going to be offering this technology to everybody. So, meaning, like, your local Publix can now install this system at their store and also become cashierless. So, Amazon is, is, is from, you know, when I initially thought was, oh, Amazon is just going to open up a chain of stores that are Amazon owned and their niche is this but Amazon saying nah we're gonna we're gonna we want to be the standard of what cashierless is because this is gonna be the future um, and I do believe it's going to be the future because um, if you look at companies like Square um, which is like the mobile credit card reader that everyone has anybody who's their own business has that to take payments uh, they're they're the they're the basically they're not a store they're just a processor and so Amazon is almost becoming like a, a processor instead of becoming stores, right? Um, because if they can uh, if they can install this type of cashierless technology at a local Publix, then that's a game changer, right? And the fact that they said like, hey, it doesn't take that much work. All you have to do, you know, like in the article they say is that, um, what is it, that... Uh, uh, the installation can be done in as little as a few weeks. So in a few weeks, a store can go from cashiers to cashierless to people just walk in and walk out with absolutely no problem. Um, but someone had raised an interesting point in the in the chat the other day, which was like they mentioned the fact that like it Amazon is monitoring everything you're doing in the store. And I was like, that's a very valid point, because like if you really think about it, like like 
they're able to see what you bought they're able to see what you didn't buy they're able to see you as like you walk into the store why did you go right why did you go left and then they take that data they compile it against other people's data and say all right we need to rearrange the store so like uh 80 of the people who walk in go this way and it's almost like they're using this data to like it's it's almost like we're hamsters in this maze and they're using science to bring us around the store and they're collecting this data and so um the fact that like other retailers are going to have this type of system now. So it's not going to be long um, before uh, Publix has this, right? Or your local uh, Walmart. I, it'd be weird if Walmart did it. But yeah, Walmart, you walk into Walmart. Um, it's going to be weird that like if data, if, if Amazon is collecting that data, then they're really starting ahead of everyone on building this model of like human behavior. Because, um, you know, what better way to like, like, you know, analytics and like collecting people's patterns on the internet, it's, it's, it's a good science because it's like, you know, you, you can tell what their web activity is and how to lure them to a store, you know, potentially lure them to a store. But with when Amazon in real time is collecting that data of what you're doing in the store, how you act, you know, how, what do you buy when you have your kids versus when you don't have your kids? And because they're capturing this with the, the same technology that they have to uh, give them the ability to let you walk in the store and walk out without um, with paying right through your phone um, without having to talk to a cashier. Um, there's other data points that they're collecting here and that to me is what fascinates me and you know i don't know how other people feel about that like the fact that you're constantly being monitored um but to me it's also like it's going to get to the point where amazon knows what you want before you want it you know and it's not it, with this technology it's not far it's that's not far it's not far-fetched you know it's like it's like there's gonna come a time where they know exactly what you want before you want it they're gonna understand you know what what your pattern of behavior is what eye level you need to be at in order to buy certain things and it's gonna be like uh the type of situation where it's like um I don't know, man. It's like, is it at is it at that point? Is it are you being manipulated? Is the as I guess to me is the is the is the question. It's like when a retailer knows that much about you uh, that they can manipulate you into buying something. You know, it's like I don't know. It's 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 gonna be raised, it's gonna raise some interesting questions in the future. But this is definitely an article worth checking out and definitely just checking out. Uh, um, uh, both ends of it, because I, I don't have uh, like I don't I'm not against it or, or pro it. I just think it's it's just really interesting technology. Uh, so with that being said, check that one out. I'll have the link for that below. All right, and then last but not least, we're gonna end this on a good note, uh, more like a technical suggestion. Um, but this is coming from the fine folks at uh, Wired.com, and it's an interesting article I found, um, which was called uh, "Reset Your Computer Once a Year for a Happier Life." All right, now um, the reason I found this article interesting is because um, I didn't realize how much, how far we've come in the ability to uh, refresh our computer. So the article basically talks about how, you know, um, resetting your computer is, you know, is very, very beneficial uh, once a year. Now, resetting does not mean hitting the reset button and resetting the computer. Like resetting it, meaning you wipe the computer and you start from scratch. Now, um, it's called resetting in the article, but basically, um, 
so like to, to show you to kind of give you like a highlight of what it means to reset your computer if it, it, it basically it's like the, the it, it's like spring cleaning right so imagine if um you took all the furniture out of your house you took everything out of your house right everything i mean everything you took everything out and then you went in there and you went in there with the carpet cleaner and you really cleaned the carpets you put a fresh coat of paint you detailed the entire house and then you moved all your stuff right back into your house right that's what doing a computer reset is right is you're basically taking all the everything all the data that you have your pictures movies mp3s you put that aside right and then you wipe everything else in the computer you put a fresh copy of windows uh and then you put your data back on so this article kind of talks about how to do it on um, microsoft windows um and it's crazy how microsoft has really automated the process now where it's like you don't need to call someone like me to come to your house to do the whole process um it's pretty self it's self-explanatory with microsoft and it really does help your computer and then the same thing with mac os and this is why i'm also suggesting this articles because um they have the uh, mac os because i know a lot of people are using macs it shows you how to do it on mac os to reinstall the os and i, I gotta tell you man uh, i do this at least like friend I, I do it at least at least every six months i wipe and start from scratch because i put so much data on my computer and when you're able to do that fresh start and then put your data back on it makes the computer just run so much smoother uh, that's not to be said that if you do do this and your computer's still running slow you might have other issues going on you might have issues with the hardware you might have some issues with the display drivers i mean the list goes on and on but it's like something i definitely recommend uh doing to your computer um it's like a uh, transmission flush for all of those who still drive fossil fuel cars i don't know if you if you drive a tesla if you're listening uh but with that being said man that wraps up today's episodes man or today's articles man i appreciate you guys listening of course articles will be listed in the description below um and with that being said man, i appreciate you listening make sure to subscribe like uh on itunes youtube the whole situation but with that being said this is the word on the road podcast my name is edwin pagan i appreciate y'all joining me and until friday take care everyone